0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the One Step Better podcast. I am Mike Schaefer, and with me, of course, is Matt Patrick. You may see if you're watching this on YouTube or wherever you watch our podcast, uh, that things look a little bit different. Uh, we've got a little bit of a curveball thrown at us, and so we are going to do this via uh, remote Zoom. And so Matt is at the sunny, sunny beach hanging out, um, pretending like he's working. I'm not.
1: I'm at our Florida office today.
0: Yeah, the Florida office.
1: Yeah. Um, I wish. I wish
0: for the the three seconds that you're going to be. My dad
1: and my dad is now in the background watching us while we do our podcast.
0: Hey, Hey, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So Matt's going to pretend to work for about I don't know thirty minutes or so. uh, What you know, while he has to record a podcast and go back to the beach or something, right? That's fine. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day to to listen to us ramble on a little bit. We're going to talk today about something that um, all organizations are really having to to, to struggle through again, uh, and that's leading with uncertainty. Now that uh, the Delta variant of COVID has really kind of caused a lot of havoc, uh, there's government rules that are changing with vaccine mandates that are possibly coming through and Um, different items in the infrastructure bill that's being talked about and discussed and possibly going to come through. Uh, We're thrown back into a world where things are a little bit uncertain, and we have to try to do our best to try to lead our organizations through those moments. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, But before we do that, we got to get started with something fun. Um, And so this is, uh, I guess today, we're going to drop this podcast, I guess, sometime mid to late September which is the end of summertime. So Matt, this summer, what is the, or this past summer, what was the most fun activity, event, trip that you got to participate in?
1: Um, We didn't get to travel like we did usually do, but we we did go on a, you know, my kids are super involved in sports. So we got to go to Florida here uh, in June and watched a week full of baseball. Uh, every day in June in Florida at a baseball tournament, which is just so much fun. It wasn't hot at all, and it was not at all boring to watch a 13-year-old play baseball games. No, it was great. Um, I got to spend a lot of time with uh, my my uh, nephew this summer, and uh, that was probably, the, you know, he was here for quite a bit. He was here almost for eight weeks um, hanging out with us, and my son and him were very close. So it was good to hang out with him and just see, hang out with family this summer It was Pretty low key summer. We we normally get to travel some. Our kids are at the ages where it's kind of challenging now. We don't have about I think we have about an hour and a half off. It feels like all summer long having to be somewhere and do something. How about you? Uh,
0: I mean, same. We didn't we had a more low key summer. Meredith and I did get to get away just the two of us for about a week um, in the in the middle of things. And that was super nice just to be able to push pause on everything else and, and go away and hang out. You went to Antigua. We went to Saint Lucia and got to spend Lucia. some time on the beach, which is is always so, nice. That sounds
1: not bad. Um, our next big trip we've got um, we're going to Iceland in January, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. And then I've got a little bit of work to travel stuff coming up here shortly, so getting away from the office a little bit over the next couple of months. Um, yeah, I think we have a trip each each of the month all the way up until February now.
0: Yeah, that's fun. And some of those trips are going and watching kids play stuff and some of them are going to get to be a little more fun and enjoyable. That'll be nice. Well, um, hopefully next summer, things get back to normal to some degree and and we get to have some type of rhythm and routine into our lives and which is a little more predictable. Um, But that does not appear to be the case right now for certain. Um, We are recording this the week of uh, the 12th, which is... uh, you know, This week, or I guess really late last week, it was uh, Biden announced that he is going to push out a, uh, a mandate through OSHA that all employers of private organizations that have 100 or more employees are going to be required to either show proof of vaccination or undergo weekly testing of their entire employee population that are not vaccinated in order to continue employment. And if you do not uh, comply with this, it's up to a a fine of $14,000 per occurrence. Um, To say that this has gotten a lot of attention from a lot of the people that we work with, is an understatement. We've been fielding phone calls. I know Greg on our HR team has been, uh, he's been doing webinars about (laughs) every hour with different organizations talking about this whole mandate and, and what to expect out of it. But that leads to a bigger question. And that is uh, in the world that we live in today, we see this even with the infrastructure bill that's kind of being debated or is about to be debated and and get uh, beaten up a little bit. There's a lot of external forces that are beyond our control that influence the way in which we have to operate, uh, especially in a worldwide pandemic when there is a bunch of unknowns, even apart from government regulations that may be coming down the pike, um, just with a, a lot of you know, is, is my employee going to call me today and tell me they have COVID and can't come in or whatever it may be. Um, Matt, as you have been in business for, I mean, gracious, you know, 15 plus years, um, have you ever been involved in a climate that is so unpredictable and unstable?
1: <laughs> um The only thing I think came to mind right away was the ACA stuff as that came out, um, you know, about seven, eight, 10 years ago now Um, the uncertainty of what that meant uh, as far as compliance regulations go, you know, what, what it was going to do to impact the small business clients and our world as a payroll provider, you know, what, how that was going to be tied to the payroll uh, reporting requirements. That was, that was a big one. This one is different. You know, the issues today is every state and every local jurisdiction all over the country is, Handling this thing a different way, um, it seems to be a little bit more political than it probably should be, and uh, not a little more, a lot more political than it should be. And so we keep hopping back and forth and you know, depending on what you know whose voice seems to be the loudest in the political seat of government, that those people get to scream the loudest, and I think we're having to kind of deal with all the ramifications of what that means. You have every state, local governor. You know every state governor, every politician in the world wants to get their face in the limelight. It feels like, and they decide to make rules that don't always have common sense applications, or they haven't thought through the ramifications of what that means for small business owners or business owners in general. So fun times, to say the least.
0: It's it's interesting because this one is. Uh, it seems like it's going to turn into a battle of you know, federal versus states in some ways, because um, we have you know, like Montana, for example, put uh, um, the vaccination status of their employees into a protected class. So I can't fire you because of vaccination or lack thereof. Florida has passed laws on the books um, saying that you cannot uh, ask for or, or have any type of action based on vaccination status. And that flies in the face of what OSHA is now expected to release here in just a little bit of time, um, which throws, you know, if I'm operating a business in one of those states that is really challenging what the federal government is saying, it throws me in a position of somewhat being arbitrator, interpreter, lawyer, legal, of who do I follow? What do I do? Um, In situations like this, you know, what, as a business owner, what would you do? What would those first couple steps be and trying to determine who am I supposed to follow when I have two competing voices that are supposed to be, in some ways, uh, authorities of my company.
1: It's super challenging, right? I mean, so today in the state of Tennessee, you know, we have our governor, um, he's a Republican, and our state legislation is a Republican, at least Republican-leaning, and so we seem to have more of a one side of the fence approach uh to what's going on and then you have our federal government right now which is you know obviously um democrat leaning and democrat we have, you know democrat majority everywhere and so i think that's obviously part of the rub you know i, I think uh i think i would start with my local rules i i kind of work my way up of my opinion if my local rules are are demanding that i have you know restrictions in place as far as uh you know who can be in my restaurant or who how many people want to have my business or what what the mask rules are I'm going to follow my local rules first state rules second and then federal rules third And, and that's just because I feel like the local people should have a better pulse on the local community than the federal who's trying to make a rule for everybody um it's super challenging though you know as you have people in multiple jurisdictions so You may operate a business in one state and operate another location in another state. I think, unfortunately, it kind of go dictate down to your local levels is the best answer I'd have. You know, I I also say right now, none of this stuff is law. It's only proposal status. so I wouldn't get caught up too much in the rumors uh, about what may or may not happen. I'm going to let the politicians fight that stuff out first. And then, you know, if I'm involved in a, in a organization that has a, a lobbyist, I'd probably, you know, would make sure my voice is heard if I have a, a voice that I want to make sure it is heard. So if you're in the NFIB, or if you're in a local industry specific um, association, most of those organizations have a lobbyist, make sure that your, your opinion is getting up to your local politicians, you know, I have the email addresses of the two state senators in Tennessee, I've got my local representative, I can send an email to, if I need to, I usually let my organizations that I'm a part of, their lobbyists are more more. Um, Can have a better ear than my little my generic email that I'm sending them does. But you know, we we're lucky to be a part of apparel association, the independent, you know, the IPPA. They have a lobbyist. TPG has a lobbyist. Um, you know, it, it allows us to have a voice. At least make sure that our concerns as an organization are being met and discussed with our politicians, and hopefully they'll help. You know, fight for our for our case. It's super challenging, though. And federal law, though, I, I kind of want to just kind of wait and I take a wait and see approach.
0: Is there ever a part of you that just wants to say, you know what, I don't care anymore. I'm going to do what I'm going to do, regardless of what you guys are doing in Washington or in our case, Nashville. There's got to be that. There's part. a part
1: of me that definitely. <laughs> I definitely say there's a part of me that wants to do that. It's like the other thing, I want to delete all my social media. I want to turn off the news and never watch it um you know i i feel like it's it's not necessarily meant to be news i think it's meant to be entertainment and it's it's not designed to be a place for actual conversation it's you have to have an opinion that is almost a hot take and so it, it is a challenge i the drama part wears on me you know my job as an employer my job as a steward of my organization is to protect both my business and my employees um and so i have to do what's right for all my employees and keeping them safe uh having them have a a workplace that they feel comfortable going to every day that is challenging to, you know our world is you know we're an office orga, office setup that's a little different we have people coming and going from retail. Our, our front of our front house operations, but we don't have a retail operation or we don't have a restaurant where have, you know, multiple people coming in every day, it's pretty low volume, we can turn that faucet off a lot easier and still operate our business. Whereas I mean, if I'm a restaurant, having that faucet, or if I'm a doctor's office, those things are kind of mandated on us. And It's kind of, I understand that, you know, that it's about keeping the public safe as well as the your employees safe. My ability to keep the public safe isn't as much of a concern, because I don't think we have enough traffic to make that an impact. But it is our job as owners to be stewards, stewards of the business, but also stewards of our, you know, making sure we're operating right for our employees.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people are just kind of worn out, but I know that Greg was uh, uh, down at, he he was leading some sessions at a a home care conference last week, I believe it was, or two weeks ago. Uh, And right after this came out, a lot of the associational stuff that he was a part of there, the common theme was, all right, does anybody want to buy a business because mine's for sale? And I, and I think that's a, a common, everybody right now is just a little bit worn out with, we're changing the rules, we're changing uh, the landscape of what it looks like to operate right now. And it just gets to wear on you. Um, and, and It does. It does. Any type of, uh, of certainty right now is just difficult.
1: You know, I, I'd say the best thing to do is stay to Stay plugged into your core group of people that allow you to have some really good empathy for what you're going through. Um, talk to your peers about what they're doing. Try to stay out of the political waters in my opinion, just because I think it's a it's a swamp that you may not want, to, you may not get out of. I think that's it it can be super draining as a business owner. You know. I know the burnout factor is at an all-time high for our employees as well as for you know our leadership team. I think we've talked about it a number of times. just it's been a long couple of years, and so it's important for us to realize that with our employees and with our teams. But just understanding don't you don't have to wait into every debate. Um, do what's right. You know, I think keeping your employees safe is an important factor if you, as an employer feel like it's you know something that would concern yourself with as far as you, as an employer, have the ability to, to make the rules for your organization above and beyond what it, what the government will say. If you do not feel comfortable with people coming to your office, it's your business to run it that way. If you don't feel comfortable having people come to your office that are not vaccinated, that's your right as an employer to do that. That's not the government, in my opinion,'s right to tell me what to do. That's a little bit different. I may be waiting a little bit of political stuff here, but. I am perfectly fine with if a restaurant owner tells me that they want to make sure that you have to have a vaccine to come in, I'm okay with a restaurant doing that. That's the owner's choice to do that. I, as a person who doesn't have a vaccine or does have a vaccine, can decide to go there or not. I don't like the fact that the government's dictating it. Yeah. Um, I think that I like the, I like the employer making their rules. I'm okay with it being strict. It's up to the employer though.
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that I'm seeing a lot of on the, the talking with the other business owners is the, hey, I heard from a friend who, or I saw this on Facebook, or I got an email from, and most of the stuff that we're seeing in that realm, and I mean, this is multiple calls a week, are filtered, you know, it's the game of telephone as a kid. Uh, You know, it's been filtered through 18 different layers of nonsense to where it's, hey, you know what, all right, the next thing that the government's going to do is tell me that I can't, you know, do X, Y, Z, and, and just as you're, as you're seeing a lot of information out there, um, always remember a couple of things. One, any, any legislation that's being talked about until it's actually passed is, it's just ideas. It's just things that it's are proposal. Um And so don't make hard plans on what is proposed. Um, what, what we're telling people right now is to take an active wait and see approach to a lot of this uh, um, legislation that is being proposed because we don't know what the final outcome is going to be. Um, And so I I was talking to a a guy who who runs um, 20 locations, about 400 different employees just this past week. And the the constant theme was, look, I have already lined up multiple rapid tests because only 30% of my my employee group is vaccinated. I can't afford to lose anybody. And he's wondering who has to pay for all this? Is this really gonna become a cost that I have to associate myself with? And it's the same advice. You know what, you need to make a bunch of contingency plans on the what ifs potentially, but push pause, just wait and see, because we don't know what OSHA is gonna say. We don't know the effective dates of what OSHA is gonna say. We don't know how to expect this to come out. And the same is true for a lot of the legislation that's being talked about right now. I know that our, our uh, manager group uh, is building some questions right now about proposed bank changes of banks having to report balances over $600 to the IRS. And all right, so what is that going to look like uh, for them? And, and just know that that's not law right now. It's not something that is being done. It is something that is being proposed to be discussed and debated. Uh, and we'll see what the final outcome of those things are. And so don't get too into the weeds of what the details of every little proposed item from federal government, state, local, whoever, because those are not final yet.
1: Yep, I agree thousand percent. You know, it's easy for us to hear all this noise as business owners and all these external factors. You know, I think it's important at this time to stay focused on, you know, what are your priorities? You know, what, what are your goals for this year? know what are you doing strategically to meet those goals what improvements are you trying to make in your business i think those things i think having contingency plans is part of your job as a steward and to know if this happens i will be able to do these things but 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 is the key thing there i mean it's you know we've we've had this happen a lot over the years hey there's a new political regime in and they're going to Raise my taxes to 800 percent, you know whatever the number is. They're going to tax this or tax that. The reality of it is, is once it becomes law, we have time generally to address what that looks like, come up with the best case scenario at that point, and make the appropriate decisions. The reality of it is, tax increases, tax decreases, the environment, um, you know, good weather, bad weather. Political change—all those are just external factors that weigh in, that distract you from your business. Those are all excuses for you not, you know, reaching your own goals. It's like, you know, hey, the weather was bad; I can't go run today. You know what? You could still go run today if you wanted to. You can't. You have to go. You have to make the decisions of what you're going to do, regardless of the external factors that are going into your business. You still have to be stay, stay super focused and making sure you know what you're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, it goes back to controlling the controllables. If, if all, I mean, there's going to be ebb and flow in business all the time. And those factors are not always within our control. That doesn't mean that we just have to lay down and say, Hey, you know what, the government's going to tax me at 9,000%. And so I might as well just, you know, call it good, um, which is a way extreme example. <laughs> but, th- that right. the same. you know, if, if they're going to do what they're going to do, I think the weather you mentioned is a perfect example of that. I can't just say, Hey, you know what? I had an event planned for Saturday and it rained all day. Therefore my event really sucked and and revenue from that event was really terrible. Therefore I can never do that again. Nope. That's not exactly the best attitude to have there. Um, control what you can control, pivot, adjust, and maybe it's not as good as you hoped it to be, but that doesn't mean that it is, uh, uh, just completely devastating. Um,
1: Correct. I think I like the idea of adapt and overcome. You have to adapt. It's just like anything else. You know, you see the challenge in front of you, adapt and overcome. You're still going, you're still going straight ahead. You may just have to veer a little bit as you go. It's super important to stay focused as owners. It's, it's super easy to let all the noise overcome your day to day and get distracted from the priorities of what you're trying to achieve. And I think it's super important just to, you know, to refocus and stay, you know, yeah, stay where you're trying to you know, stay pointed to where you want to go
0: Have you ever read the book extreme ownership uh yeah jocko willick he's I a know badass it, yeah. um he, yeah. he does a great job talking about you know what there's a lot of things out there that you're never going to be able to know about ahead of time or control in any level but that doesn't mean that like, you still have to own all of your planning all of your response to those issues that pop up Um, And ultimately, it's on you to go make your destiny. And I think that's a great, um, a great mindset for as we do see government issues that are popping up that do affect how we have to run our operations, um, or if it is some external factor that is like, you know, the weather or uh, whatever it is, we still have to control us, we still own our response to those items. And it's our responsibility to adapt and overcome. It's our responsibility to work out those contingency plans. It's our responsibility to go find a way to still make stuff happen in those environments. Um, that Amen. doesn't mean that it is fun. It doesn't mean that it's any less frustrating and that sometimes you just nope. want to scream at the top of your lungs, what are you doing? Um, but it's, it's the reality we live in.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Jocko Willock. I follow him on all social media, basically. Probably him and David Goggins. David Goggins makes me want to like run through walls. Yeah, I'm not. I'm I, I I as I sit on my couch and watch them, I'm always amazed. <laughs> I know. I know. But they're they're impressive.
0: I I love uh, like books on um, you know war stories and military stuff, uh, and so whenever I read you know Jocko and he's talking about all these stories, it's like man, I want to, like, my i is not, not much a, smaller than his, but it's always, I want to go uh, the wall.
1: I'm not nearly as man as those two guys are, I can tell you that.
0: Makes me want to go, like, just go shoot a gun or something, just, to,
1: Yeah, to, it definitely makes, go in the woods or something, but I, I'm, I know I would, I like five-star hotels.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, so true. Um. So Matt, what 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 do you got going on in the next uh, the next few weeks? You uh, you mentioned that you're going to be hanging out in Florida there for a little bit. Uh, you gonna be back? Yeah. When?
1: So I'm here this week um, dealing with a couple of things down here at the house, and then next week meeting you down in Miami for iSoft Connect. Looking forward to that, getting together with other payroll providers on our and our partner network there, and then we turn around and maintain our back down here at the end of the month in October for a week. That's actually Mandy and I's first trip together alone in like a year and a half uh, without anybody else coming down. We're going to come down here. And then we are going,
0: What's going to days Nashville
1: days. for, wow. yeah, come on. I'm, I'm probably fine with it. Um, then, and then I'm back in Nashville for PASBA in November. So, and then I'm back here again in December. So I've got a lot going on. The nice thing of today is, you know, I can work from anywhere. So like today I'm wrapping up, September fifteenth deadline for tax returns, and I work like I work anywhere else, so it's really nice. I just I have a better view when I look out the window than I'm at my house. <laughs> so,
0: that's so true. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to to, to uh, you know away from the beach, away from fishing, away from all the fun things yeah. to to talk. I do stuff.
1: have a fishing trip planned for one day this week, so I am looking forward to that. But
0: other yep. than that, very good.
1: Going red fishing here in a couple days after the fifteenth.
0: Hope you catch a big one.
1: I hope I catch a bunch of them.
0: <laughs> okay, going I'm not
1: going fishing. I'm going. I'm going more catching. I'm not going fishing. I'm going catching. That's right.
0: Yeah, that's right. A positive attitude. I got this. That's right. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, if you guys are out there listening, we're, again, we always appreciate it. Um, if you have any questions about things that are popping up from whether it is government regulations or external things that you just have questions about, and need some somebody to talk to or uh, bounce ideas off of, we'd be we'd love to be that sounding board for you guys. You can reach us at one step better at patrickaccounting.com or always just leave comments wherever you're listening to our podcast or YouTube, uh, however, you're consuming it. Um, and we would be glad to, to get back with you. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Bye.